0: Hello and welcome to another episode of RT pence my name is Vivian and I'm Leah and this week we're going to be talking about friendships, hey! So friendships, what has it been like for you making friends? I don't think I make friends particularly easily. Right. I think I'm a genuinely quite guarded person. So it takes me a while to warm up to people. Mm. And I feel like when you're at school you have that time because you're with people all day, every day. Yeah. So you don't necessarily notice it that much about you because it's just, oh, I'm just starting a new school. Mm -hmm. And then obviously because you're around people that much, the amount of time that it takes you to get to know someone, say, for instance, if it's 16 hours, you get through those 16 hours pretty quickly in school. Whereas when you go to university, those 16 hours are much more spread out. When you go into the working world and you're meeting people, the amount of time, like those 16 hours it takes to build up is much further spaced out yeah so obviously that's an arbitrary number that I just plucked out of nowhere but just like it's to illustrate how you don't necessarily notice how you make friends and how you build relationships yeah because when you go to primary school it's the same thing you're around these people all the time so there isn't an idea of how do I become friends with that person because you're just naturally friends because you get on or Oh, you know, Charlie is my friend because we like the same, you know, fruit snacks for, for lunch. But then I went to a secondary school that was completely different to my primary school. So I went with like nobody. And I remember everybody from primary school would tend to go to secondary school with, with the same group of people. How did I make friends there? I used to give people money. What? <laughs> I used to, I remember I used to give people because I, I spoke about this on a different episode. But my mum used to give me money to go to school. And I don't think anybody else had money. And people would just be like, oh, Viv, can I have money? And I'd be like, yeah, sure. How much do you need? And i am just like give people money. Obviously, I was being super naive and I just thought that it was normal to give somebody money because they needed it. Like, I didn't think there was anything malicious behind that. But then there was a point where like, people would like ask me for money and then I'd be like, no. And then they'd say, now you owe me money. So it became a thing where like, it was expected. It was expected of me to give their money. I was like, hold on a minute, you guys are tripping here. I'm not going to stress myself to give you my own money. What? What's going on? But yeah, aside from that, you pretty much just make friends with people in your classroom and then you chat and then you gossip and then post-school, it's really, it's really hard to make friends, I think. I think outside of the school environment, you quickly realise how many of your friends were your friends just because of, proximity yeah rather than because you had anything actually in common or like shared experience like it was literally just because you were in the same form a yeah. lot of times yeah like I even spoken to people now that I've like bumped into about who they still talk to from university or who they still talk to from high school and primary school and a lot of mm. them don't really speak to more than a handful of people from those yeah from those places because you realize very quickly that you don't actually have a solid foundation with a lot of those people Mm -mm. there's just like quite a few that you stick with and you hold on to yeah and plus as you grow you your personality changes and you just start to have different values to those people that you grew up with so I say from my secondary school I speak to two people oh wow okay for my secondary school I speak to one one and I'm kind of just cordial with the rest yeah I'm cool with everyone mm. but I'm not I wouldn't call them my, my friends my friends no yeah no, I wouldn't call them my friends and then from college I'm very cool with one person I think you're my friend from uni really mm. wow oh no Faye Faye <laughs> I was like what Faye yeah but you say you you fight you you're not you're a very guarded person when i met you for the first time i didn't think you were guarded I don't know, I just, I maybe it's in the kind of things that I say, like, the kind of things I'm willing to discuss about, I'm quite free about talking about things. You are. But that doesn't necessarily mean that I've, like, let you into my heart. <laughs> that's, do you know what, that's true. Like, there's certain conversations that some people think are, like, private or, like, I'm just, like, it's just a conversation. Yeah. It makes me feel better to talk about things. It makes me feel better to get certain situations out into the open yeah yeah this is such a great point that you've mentioned because I feel like a lot of people believe that if somebody's open about certain things like if you're speaking to someone and they're very open about their relationships or they're very open about I don't know their studies or something it immediately means that you guys are boys like when I say boys I mean very close but to someone like me I can talk to anyone about my relationship and I don't I don't I generally don't I don't hold it to that much of a high thing in my life. Like, I don't think it's that deep. So then people feel like they really know you. But of course they don't, because there's so many other things about me that you have no idea about. Yeah, people categorise things in different ways. Like, yeah, I'm like... You Want to talk about masturbation? Cool, yeah. I don't, I'm, I'm not fast. <laughs> I don't, <You> don't care. <laughs> I'm like, okay, cool, let's, yeah. let's discuss. <laughs> um, you want to talk about religion? I'm like, okay, fine, let's have a conversation. Like, these aren't things that I necessarily feel like are at the core of who I am. No, that's yeah, maybe that's what they're it just is. topics of conversations are a bit taboo, yeah. Like, I think. An example of this is, is I think Mora from Love Island, how she would just openly, casually like she had a dirty mouth and she would always just casually talk about sex. And she was like, Don't assume anything because of that. That's just just something that I find entertaining to talk about. Even though it's quite a private topic of conversation for most people. She was just like, Yeah, so what? So what? You don't yeah. actually know me. <laughs> we didn't know her, to be fair. Yeah. No, I think a lot of people, because we do categorise things, like you said, in different ways, you look at a conversation and you're like, oh, I feel really close to that person because we spoke about this. It's because for them, they would have to be really close to someone to talk about that topic. Right. So you talking to them about that topic makes them think, oh, they're really, really opening up to me, where it's like, that topic can mean nothing to, like, it's just, it's just a topic. Yeah. Have you ever had unrequited love in a friendship? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've I've had loads. This is why, I'm just going to open this up and say I don't have guy friends. Like, I don't have that many guy friends. I'm building a relationship (laughs) with one. But I really, I I went to an all-girls school and the relationships that I had with guys in primary school was because I had crushes on them. Mm. Other than the ones that were like family friends, it was because I had crushes on them. And like when we went to drift, when we drifted apart, Mm. we just kind of stopped communicating. When I went to an all-girls school, again, the boys that I met were because I had crushes on them. As an adult, yeah, um, in uni, the guys I spoke to was because I was crushes on them. <laughs> like, Dolly Alderton was talking about how um, she realised that she didn't have guy friends and that she didn't see men as people. And I realised that I don't either. Right. Like, there's so many times when it's like, I don't see the purpose of a guy. I don't see the purpose of a friendship with the guy. I'm like, if I don't like you in that way, why, why are you, you here? here? Yeah. Because I have other friends? Yeah. I'm like, I'm, I don't want you for friendship. No. And I notice it in when I struggle to have conversations with guys that I'm not attracted to, because my brain switches off. My brain is like, why are you here? <laughs> and it's something that I'm actively working on because I feel like there have been relationships I've built on that have come close to being like good friendships because of because of proximity. Mm. But then it puts you in a position where you're like, oh, I actually really do like this person in a way that I wouldn't have pursued a, a relationship or a friendship with them outside yeah. of it. Yeah, yeah. I think for me... I've always had guy friends because I went to a mixed school. So even in my form class and everything, growing up, I was always one of the guys. Like, I, I, I really didn't like women. And that sounds a bit weird coming from me, like, because I just felt that women were so dramatic. Like, what I saw of female friendships in my school was just drama was just drama all the time was drama over boys drama over somebody bitching about somebody else it was just always drama and I hated this whole culture of being upset with someone and then not telling them like I just I couldn't cope with that because me even now as a person when something really upsets me I'll say it or I want to discuss it I'm a queen of trying to discuss 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 and I just felt that women just didn't do that enough but of course as you get older you start realizing some of these conversations that guys have are very very problematic (laughs) and I just didn't want to be part of those type of conversations anymore so I moved closer to like my female friends and as I dialed down and my hormones kind of calmed down a little bit more I wasn't as raging as I was when I was younger, I became closer with with women. But I think now again, like I'm getting I'm I'm finding my my feet and feeling closer to guys and not feeling anything more than it being a friendship. But what when I was saying unrequited love, like I mean that sometimes somebody can feel really, really, really close to you, but you don't feel that close to them. I feel like I'm more often than not the person that feels the feelings (laughs) and more often I'm not the person who feels like oh I feel really really close to this person and they turns out they don't actually like me that much oh fuck Mm, because I think I don't I don't necessarily spread people out like I don't have that many people yeah so for them it maybe that they have a lot of people that you're not that as far up their list as they are on your list Mm. so I don't really bother talking to people that I don't like no you don't I think I'm a bit fake (laughs) (laughs) no we were discussing this you're just really nice yeah I think I really really you entertain people I entertain everyone like if you want to sit me down and tell me everything I will I will literally sit down I'll listen I'll nod along I'll ask you questions my problem is that I don't mind the silence so if the conversation dies and I don't want to speak to you I'll just let the conversation drop and I'll just look at you yeah and I'll be like okay I'm busy I'm gonna go like I I don't feel an obligation to pick the conversation ball back up if I don't like you if I don't feel like I'm gelling with you sometimes there's some people that you speak with for the first time and you just hit it off yeah the conversation just flows and everything is so easy and then there's some people that it just feels like hard work yeah I don't want to do that kind of hard work yeah yeah. on my days off no I'm sorry (laughs) (laughs) no but it's interesting because I i felt that for the first time last year with somebody that i would call i wouldn't call her my friend anymore i'd call her someone that i was that i know like somebody that i know that i've spoken to acquaintance Acquaintance. is not a dirty word yeah like we need to destigmatize acquaintances yeah i would call her an acquaintance so we went out and she just was in a foul mood about like going out and stuff and then some somebody else in our friendship group asked me also would you say that this person is your friend and I was like to be honest she's not my friend and I've always found a, like really difficult to say that somebody's not my friend because I am this massive people pleaser I want to be great to everyone I want to be everybody's best friend I want to be present for everyone I want to love everybody the way they want to be loved and I realized that I can't do that like it takes a lot of work to be a massive people pleaser like you know I'll literally be with you and I'll get like five phone calls and I'll feel so overwhelmed because I have to return all those phone calls I have to listen to all those people and don't get me wrong like I love all of those people but at some point I had to like remember like damn not everybody does that for me and I don't burden people with my life like that like I would never call you up just to tell you about All the shit that I have going on in my life I just I just don't do it so unless it's related to like stuff that we're talking about it's very unlikely that I would burden myself with people with my problems rather so yeah I just it was just like okay saying that somebody is not your friend is not a dirty word it's not impolite it's not spiteful because chances are they probably feel the same way about you For me, a friend is someone who I can call when I'm upset. I can call when there's an emergency and I feel like they will listen to me and they will support me and they will help me. Anyone that doesn't meet that criteria is an acquaintance. Wow, that drops to so many people in my life. It does. It basically means that you have like three, four, well for me, three, four people. And then everyone else becomes an acquaintance and it's not that I'm, this is why you're probably looking at me sideways and I'm like, I don't have this friend, I don't have that. It's because in my head, that's what I think of as a true friend that I can actually be like, help. Everyone else is an acquaintance. You're but right. it's just because of things like Facebook, and just because of the, like because acquaintance is a dirty word that we classify all these other people as friends. Yeah, and it's just because it's easier to say in conversation. Oh, this friend did this. Oh, that friend. It's if yeah. you don't say this person that I knew from school, this person yeah. that I knew from this job, this person that I knew like from this friends is just an easy word to say. Mm-hmm. It is, but I think you have to define what it is for yourself. For me, a, a friend is that person that I can rely on. Mm-hmm. Anyone that I don't feel like can come and get me, like it can come and, and support me, doesn't get that title in my head. I may still refer to them as a friend and in, in casual conversation, right. but that's just because it's easier than yeah. saying the context in which you met this person. Right oh my God, that makes it so much easier. And it doesn't mean that that relationship that you have with them is not valid because sometimes you have friends, in inverted commas, that you go out with. Mm -hmm. You have work friends fit into this category a lot of the times, let's be real. Yes. Um, Sometimes there's people that you just like hang out with on a cake. Like it doesn't mean that your relationship is not valid or it doesn't serve a purpose or that you don't feel good or you don't feel happy around them. Mm -hmm. It is that there's certain people that have got you and certain people that don't realistically yeah and you know what that reduces the amount of people pleasing you have to do well for me <laughs> that will reduce the amount of people pleasing I would have to do by a ton but I just I think I just find it really difficult like not be needed so I need to work on that thing in me that makes me feel like I have to be needed by people unless you're self-aware enough to acknowledge this thing yeah in yourself. because I I feel like I don't know it's weird I'm way too available as well. Like, my brothers like Viv, the way you are with your friends is not sustainable. I don't understand how you're going to cope with it with a full-time job. I don't understand how you did in the past. I don't understand how you did with your master's degree. I'll admit, I'm a bit selfish in the sense that sometimes if I get a message and I'm not in the mood, I'm not in the mood. Yeah. I just won't. I'll read it when I'm in the mood. Yeah. I'm more like that now. I just feel like, again, my tolerance for BS is reducing by a lot i think it's because some people get caught up in their own lives yeah and it's not that often that people sit down and they think like how much of what i'm putting out is reciprocated yeah in such a way or like am i matching what's being given to me yeah that's not really a conversation that a lot of people have or that they even think about within themselves but i think it's just through that i'm learning like the way that i have been friends with people in the past is not sustainable and obviously when I change, people will think that I hate them or something. When I don't, it's just because of the way that I've been in the past can't keep going, especially when I get super busy. I think that the way that friendships have been portrayed in the media also really, really affects how people view their own personal lives. I feel like a lot of the times, or well, I will sometimes feel like I'm failing because I don't have a friendship group. The same way that you would see on like Friends or the same way that you would see on these other kinds of TV shows is that you meet this group in college or you move to a new city and you meet this group and you just guys stick together and you hang out together all the time and you share all of your drama together and you support each other and you share all of your burdens together. And it's like, that's not actually that realistic. No. And it's not healthy. No. It's not healthy. I think it's unfair to put your friends through everything that you go through in your life does that make sense like because everybody else has got their own stuff that they're going through that they may not they may not be open about But you don't know what the effects your words may be having on your friends and blah, blah. Like they say, your friends are not your therapists. They're not your therapists. Because therapists have therapists in order to unload the burdens that come with doing that job. Wow. They do because some of the stuff that they hear is really traumatic. Mm. And that they have the tools and the skills to be able to process that information. Yeah. I also just feel like this whole squad girls thing... <laughs> I'm like, not everyone has a squad. Do, do you know what I think? I think that in those squads and in those friendship groups, people have friends with like two or three people, and then all of the rest of the groups would be classified as acquaintances. Acquaintances, yeah. If right. they're being really, really honest, yeah. it's not every single person in that group that they would call on. Yeah, it's yeah. just that they do everything together as a group, and within that group, they have like smaller bonds between a few of them. Yeah. Yeah, because even when you think about friends to show, I wouldn't say that they were all close, like close equally. Mm. I would say that the girls were really close and the guys were really close. But I wouldn't say that the girls were necessarily as close to the guys as they were to the girls. But obviously they still do everything together and they still know about all of each other's businesses and stuff. But you know what? One thing about me is that I do love friends. Like, I love my friends so much. Like, I was doing a movie thing with with a guy, and through those movies, he could tell that my friends are really important to me. Like, I actually really, really love my friends. And I think maybe that's why I give so much. Friendships are a really really fulfilling part of life I think even more so than romance honestly isn't Dolly Alderson that said put more friendship in your romance and more romance in your friendships yeah in terms of take your friends on dates spend more time with them treat them like seek them out the same way that you would seek out a romantic partner like in terms of putting in that level of effort people tend to put their friendships on the wayside for romantic partners when it's like statistically speaking your friendships are gonna outrun that that romantic relationship relationship, yeah feed them help them grow nourish them nurture them yeah no i honestly i agree i i I get so much happiness from hearing about the stupid stories like (laughs) even all your stories i find it really interesting you know searching trying to stalk people on facebook um (laughs) (laughs) you know all the crazy stuff that we all do together club nights everything like honestly i i couldn't i couldn't be without my friends and even though i'm trying to change the way i view friendships and stuff I don't know. I don't know how I'm gonna do it because I I do have a lot of love and I don't know like how I can show my love in different ways. Do you know what I mean? I think you can show your love. You can also just have boundaries in place yeah. because when you go back into full time work yeah. and you're talking about full time work with a long commute, yeah, that's gonna take up so much so much of your time. You're going to need time to rest, time yeah. to unwind. Sometimes I don't reply to messages because I'm like I'm just on my commute. I just want to like chill, and do anything. Home. I'll yeah. reply when I get into my house. Or sometimes you get a message and I'm like I'm actually walking from the train station. Uh, i want to get to the train station as soon as possible i'm not going to reply to the message until i got on like there's different considerations that go into the effort that you put into other people and it's not because you mean you don't mean well it's not because you don't love these people you don't care about them yeah sometimes it's just let me get this thing done first and then i'll get back to Mm. you yeah olipa taught me a technique which is if somebody calls you once you don't have to pick up if you can't if they call you twice then it's probably an emergency and if that they'll probably text you but i think she realized that my problem is feeling like i have to get back to people as soon as they message or they call me mm. but yeah honestly it's something that i'm learning so much and i've i feel like i've changed a lot by not being the most available person because it's draining on yourself to have to always be there or always reply. It's not that you're not even there, it's just you're there in that moment when they need you because you can always be there 10 minutes later or five minutes or even a day later if it's not an emergency. So yeah. So how have you made your friends and like how would you go about making more now that you're like an adult in the working world and people are busy and all this stuff? Um I think first of all it's probably through work. So you like you have your work friends maybe I'm coming from the perspective of my my old workplace where like we're really close friends now but in terms of like making new friends I think maybe networking and going to things that I'm interested in so for example I don't know I'm interested in pole maybe I have pole friends now I'm figuring out you don't have to have friends who you are completely compatible with every aspect of your life you can just be really good friends because you enjoy an activity and you do that together. Yeah. Yeah, Yes, I would go about that way, maybe through classes at the gym, and also talking to people randomly. This is one that I'm a bit, like, giving you the side eye over. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I'm a really shy person, but sometimes... I don't believe you. (laughs) But sometimes... I get like this boost of confidence and I just want to have a conversation and somehow people like oh yeah can I have your number like we can we can meet up do you want to do this or do you want to do that I always find and sometimes I make friends through my friends true yeah sometimes I make friends through my friends because your mutual acquaintances usually they usually have something in common because if you're like if we both like this person then there must be something between us that we share as well yeah how Um, about you I think it's the same things like that. I've made friends, obviously, at school, at university. Work friends is something that I'm working on because this this is going to sound weird, but with work friends, like, I would make them, but then when I would leave on to the next project... It's a weird line because like, you realise that you don't necessarily keep in touch because you've moved on to a different job mm. but at the same time I lost some work friends or we just drifted apart because when I finished uni and I was back in the world I didn't want to contact them because I didn't want them to think that I was getting back in touch because I wanted to get back into work. Right. But by that point time had drifted and we hadn't built up enough of a relationship where it was like where we had other things to talk about mm. other than work. Other than work, right. So that lets some Relationships go by the wayside, but again, just making them be acquaintances. Mm-hmm. But that's, I think, like the difficulty with work friendships for me, yeah. other than obviously when you make an effort to meet each other outside of work and have things to talk about outside of work. Mm-mm-mm-mm. And then I also tried Bumblebee FF. Yeah, you did. This was when I moved to Cardiff. Other than you, I didn't really have anyone. I had, like, obviously my work people, but my work people, they had their own lives. Yeah. I went into an office where people were adults with partners who were getting houses and they're not necessarily going to go, like, out with you as much. Obviously, you have your housemates and stuff like that, but it wasn't, like, that kind of, I don't know, it wasn't like that kind of, we're young together, we have time to waste, we Mm. have time to do things. Mm -mm -mm. They had, like, responsibility. Yeah, they had to go home and stuff, yeah. So I tried Bumble BFF, met up with a couple people, and then obviously just found someone that I clicked with, and we just kept being consistent. Honestly, I feel like if you just keep messaging people and keep meeting up, that will put you in good stead, because I have always kind of been the person that waits for people to find value in me and waits for people to seek me out and you sometimes find that those people are waiting for the exact same thing so you have this friendship that just kind of never happened because both of you were waiting for the other person to make the effort yeah yeah that's true so how did you find bumble bff then it was interesting. I'm not the biggest fan of Bumble because of the whole 24-hour thing. Yeah. And I'm like, sometimes I'm tired. I don't want to reply right now. Mm-hmm. And it means that I miss the 24-hour window to reply or they miss the 24-hour window to reply and all of a sudden matches are lost. And I'm not going to pay what I just... I was not in the mood to pay um, so that I'd be able to access those previous matches that had expired again. So a lot of that stuff fell by the wayside, but I managed to meet up with a couple people and message a couple people. Mm. And... It's the same thing with all kind of dating things it's like you match with a, uh, a bunch of people from those people only a certain number of them message you yeah. and from those people only a certain number of them you meet in real life and then from those people only a certain number of people you click with yeah so it's that whole kind of dating process again mm. it basically also started because I wanted to get into dating but I was n- nervous to do so so I was like let me go get friendship instead because the, just the pressure just isn't the it's same not as high yeah. and I think that's why friendships stay longer than relationships like romantic relationships because there isn't as much pressure yeah it's like oh if if we don't click then we can just not be friends (laughs) Mm -hmm. there's no pressure for it to lead on to something bigger than what it is, whereas I guess with relationships, like, oh, if if things don't work out with him, then I'm never going to get married, and it's like, huh? <laughs> mm. Yeah, I've never tried Bumble BFF. To be honest, I don't really like Bumble either, like, I just don't think it's not my, it's just not my type of app to use. Or... I've been told that, um, a friend of mine said that she now has been to two weddings where the couples met on Bumble. So I'm like, maybe I wasn't doing it right, maybe I was, like, miscalculating Two so. weddings? Yeah, she's been to two weddings now at this point um, so I'm like okay maybe I might give it another go mm. maybe I wasn't a serious candidate maybe the in order to succeed on Bumble you have to be on job maybe make it within those 24 hour countdowns maybe and you know or maybe they big... paid for the premium maybe they did maybe they paid because some people pay for that stuff I'm tempted to because I just want to see the people that like me another thing that I find iffy about using apps like Bumble for friendship is that it's based on pictures Yeah. So it basically means that, like, what is it in a picture that you are looking for in a friend? Like, Mm -hmm. are you like, I only have cute friends. I want to maintain that streak. Are you like, oh, she's prettier than me. She's less pretty. Like, what, what is going through people's heads when they're swiping pictures? And I realized that I looked for cute people. and i was like oh she's cute we'll have a good time <laughs> she's we'll have like we'll... <laughs> but that's all it's based on isn't mm. it you're it's a, it's a very shallow process of picking people because you're not actually going to like go through their whole profile before you well i didn't but <laughs> maybe some people do go through the whole profile before you pick someone whereas maybe primal attraction plays more of a role in romantic relationships yeah in friendships your friends can look anyhow. Yeah. Your friends are the kind of friends that you see them, they they see you looking bummy. It, it doesn't matter. No. I look bummy all the time, so <laughs> that's never really it doesn't it doesn't add substance or remove anything from your friendship. So like moving forward, I'm trying to think what new ways am I going to implement in my life to make friends. I remember I read this article in The Guardian, I don't know if I sent it to you, about this lady who went on a whole year of just making new friends. Okay, cool. And the way that she did it was just speaking to random people, not being shy to, like, ask questions, like, being proactive. I think we're very... I think we, we make the effort to be proactive about dating because somehow we feel like that's going to be a rewarding experience, but we don't necessarily do that with friendships. And she she went through the effort of like saying, oh, actually I'm going to make plans with you. And, oh, I like you. Do you want to go out for dinner? Oh, I met you at this event. Oh, you look lovely. Do you want to do this together? Like she would be that um, forward about it in making friends. She was like, I think that in this day and age, because you we go through the process of just meeting people all the time, There is no art to making friendship. I think with all things, my goal is to be a lot more proactive in things. Yeah. I just sit there and wait for things to fall in my lap and it's like, you need to be prepared you need to be for prepared for when it drops <laughs> so you can pick it up you need to be prepared for the job opportunity that comes up you need to be prepared for the person that you meet you're like oh my god they're so cool i want to be friends with you you need to be prepared to be like let me get your number let's hang out let's go yeah. to this thing let's go to that concert let's let's make this happen yeah Do you, it's probably like the fear of rejection isn't it though mm. it's like oh what if they say oh she's doing too much then they say she's doing too much then you just move on yeah i don't care enough about like when you think about you as a person do you ever go through your life thinking oh my god that person was such a nerd i don't care like i do you think about your daily interactions that deeply no yeah i I just think think about myself I, i only think about myself as well so i guess like that's how everybody else thinks i don't think they they properly you know dissect your actions and stuff like that have you had any friendships come to an end I tell you what, in secondary school, I used to be friends with this girl that everybody thought was bad influence on me. And I think it's sort of like, do you know when you're in a toxic relationship? But because you're in the relationship, you don't see that it was toxic for you. You're just like, what, what is everybody talking about? My mum is honestly, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> what does she have? Just such good discernment. My mum is mean. Like, my mum would go into school and tell them to tell this this girl to stay away from me. Wow. Like, my mum would go to her mum and tell her mum, I do not want your daughter speaking to my daughter. Like, my mum would see her in Brixton and tell her, do not speak to my daughter. Like, my mum was that mother. Was she that much of a bad influence? I didn't think she was. I didn't think she was. But, in hindsight... Sis was doing a lot of crazy shit. Like, yeah, we were doing a lot of crazy what, stuff. like, sexual things, drug things? Like... Yeah, oh, like, okay. like, stealing. Um, oh. Yeah, like, we were doing a lot of crazy... I didn't... I, I never stole, but she would do all of that stuff and I would just be there with her. Like, I remember... And you could have been an accomplice. Imagine. You could have gone down with her. Yeah, but it wasn't, like, high theft. It was, like, petty theft, like, pencils and but things. There's still something that can be on your record. If you do it enough times at the same store, they'll call the police. Yeah, so, just, so she would do stuff like that I remember Like we would go to community centres But we would only go in there Because she wanted to speak to the guys But I would never do anything I would just be there on the computer Not really doing much But I just enjoyed her company Do you know you just enjoy somebody's company But then I started to realise Okay, she might be a little bit toxic Like a little bit toxic <gasps> Do you know what? There was a guy that I fancied And he fancied her and I And then I told her that she could date him And she actually dated the guy. Oh! So I had to be like the happy friend. And I remember I cried. Like I cried so much on the bus on the way to pick up my little brother from school. And I was so upset that he didn't like me, but he liked my best friend. So that friendship had to end. But that was mostly down to my mother. (laughs) But past that, I haven't ended any friendships by choice. Have they just separated? Yeah. I feel like we've all just gone our separate ways. Like, oh, this fizzled out. Apart from, like, a recent friendship, I've never said to someone, I do not want to be friends with you anymore. I think a lot of times it just happens naturally. And things fizzle out over time and you don't necessarily make the effort to see each other. or You know, you don't... If you say that you're busy, you don't necessarily make the effort to find another time when you can meet. Do you feel like there's a moment you come to where you're like, I just don't want to make the effort with that person anymore? I think so. Even if it's subconscious... But what causes that? I think sometimes you just realize that you don't necessarily like a person. Right. I feel like you can get very, very crowded by like the politics of school or the politics of workplace, Mm. where you're around someone just because you are like just because of your job or like your circumstance. And then you realize, like, the scales from your fall from your eyes, and you're just like, if it wasn't for this, I wouldn't choose to be around this person. They don't uplift me. Sometimes you just go in two different directions, yeah. Or like your sense of humor changes. The thing is, these are such transitional points in our lives. Like, we're we're in our early twenties now, so so far we've only experienced like primary school, which is transitional. You grow up and you change, and you go to high school where you grow up and you change, and yeah. you go to university and then enter real life. So those are like three, four different points in which our personalities can shift and evolve and we can grow in our expectations of people or in our likes and standards mm. and those can go into two different directions and sometimes and that's that's fine that's fine yeah there's only really one friendship that i was that i look back on and i'm like we drifted but i'm like did i do something mm. is it my sense of humor that just got jarring like but then i'm just like i let it go and i'm just like i'm sure they're fine they're thriving mm. i'm doing fine If it was meant to be, it was meant to be. I think it's because there's this real value for length of friendships. Yeah. People are like, oh, I've been friends with this girl since I was like three years old. I've been friends with this girl since I was five. I've been friends with this girl since I was 11. And it was hard to let that friendship go because I was like, now I'm going to have to start from, you know. zero. From zero. Where it's like, actually, it's the health of a relationship that's more important than the length of a friendship. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just letting go of that number. So it's, it, it, I lost friends from primary school. So I'm like, now I can't, just from drifting apart, mm. I'm like, now I can't say I was friends with this girl when I was three. Yeah. And then you go to high school and you're like, now I can't say I was friends with this girl since I was 11. Now I can't say I was friends with this girl since I was 13. Yeah. And it's just, Arbitrary, Yeah, it doesn't mean anything, really. Because you can meet someone next week and they can be a great friend Mm. and have more good intentions for you than someone you've known for 15, 20 years. Yeah. My friend and I from secondary, we talk about that a lot, where people hold on to toxic friendships purely based on the fact that they want to be able to say, I've been friends with that person since primary school. I've been friends with that person since secondary school. But there is no real value in that friendship if you're both stagnant or you're not thriving in your friendship or you don't feel loved or you don't feel uplifted by it i'm always a fan of making new friends you know i definitely do as well because i don't know when i was in high school i just had this feeling that you know when you get that feeling when you're with a friend and you just feel comfortable yeah there were so many friendships i had during high school where i just didn't feel completely settled where i remember just thinking this isn't it I haven't found mm. my tribe yet. I haven't found my people just yet. Mm-mm-mm-mm. I've tried, but this just isn't it. Yeah. And then I'd go to university and I'd be like, I'd still have that kind of unsettled, like this doesn't quite doesn't feel fit right. quite right. Yeah. So I'm still perhaps on the lookout for more, to build up more and more people that I just feel comfortable with. Yeah. Because it does happen where you can just meet someone, where you can just have an easy breezy conversation, where you can not speak to each other for like two weeks and then you can come back and like kick right off and Mm. where you're considerate of each other's time. And like, it does happen, but it's just nowhere near as common as people make out. No, it's not. It's because people act as if everybody is that self-aware. And they're not. You don't even really recognize what you want in a friendship until some people start showing you different types of way to be a friend. Yeah. I and mean, then also the way that love languages play into it and like yeah. those things also affect friendships. I think that's also another reason why I don't particularly call people mm. because I feel like calling someone can be quite inconvenient. It's it, it, to me it, it sometimes feels like speak to me now. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like I'm not I feel like more often that I'm like scheduling a call. <laughs> i just i feel like i don't want to inconvenience someone i don't want to because i'm just like unless it's that deep like (laughs) you know yeah unless it's actually a serious problem then let's have a let's text or something but yeah love languages do play a, a, a huge part to friendships but it's not spoken about a lot but so your love language is like gifts i am good at giving gifts but I really like spending time with people Mm. and also just acts of service for people to be considerate of me to make things easier for me yeah that's what I really appreciate and obviously this is the thing I feel like physical affection is more of a romantical thing because I still get uncomfortable when people hug me (laughs) yeah I'll hug you and you'll be like I'll say I love you and you'll be like thank you (laughs) but like I'm used to that it's normal but yeah no, that's something you have to figure out because even one of my friends she's like, I think my love language is quality time because I really enjoy my own space. So mm. if I decide to spend time with you, it's because I actually want to be Same, with you. same, same, same. Is that you as well? This is why I often struggle with friendship groups because I'm like, I don't want to spend time with you, X, Y, and Z. Right. I have my one or two friends here. Yeah. And I'm in good. this group. <laughs> And I'm like, I want to hang out with them on the side of the group and then I'll see you guys in the hallway. <laughs> but just, yeah, that's yeah. what it is. I'm learning so much, honestly. I think I'm learning so much about myself. One of my favourite YouTubers, Ify Yvonne, um, somebody asked her, how do you build self-esteem? She said, she said, the, the way that I think you build self-esteem is to get to know yourself. She was like, get to know yourself. Look at the people you're friends with look at the people you're you're not friends with anymore and figure out what about those relationships you like what about those things make you feel good because through that you can really figure out who you are because obviously they say that you choose your friends don't you your close friends anyway and what about those qualities are fulfilling for you and make you feel good and makes you know who you are as a person and knowing who you are makes you more confident Like, because you know who you are, nobody can tell you who you are kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And that helps you build your self-esteem in in a way, because self-esteem comes from not having a high self-esteem comes from insecurities and thoughts about what other people will think of you as a person. So if you know who you are, you're centred in that idea, then hopefully that will help you present yourself in a more confident way to people. And I'm just trying to go on that journey of kind of finding out who I am and what makes me happy and what I'm looking for in different people and what maybe they look for in me and Mm. why why we gel so much. Yeah, but it's cool, man. (laughs) It is. I just wish that they did as much research as they do into romantic relationships as they do into friendships. Yeah, that would be interesting. Just, yeah, I think more people need to put more effort into them. Yeah. But hey, we'll figure it out in time. Yeah. Still figuring shit out, so. And also, don't expect friendships to be perfect. There will be conflicts, there will be miscommunications, there will be fights, there will be, um I don't know, there will just be, like, irritations. I feel like the more time you spend with someone, the more things you notice about them that irritate you. <laughs> That's why like they say marriage is hard. <laughs> like, if you really think about your family, you're, you're like, you love your family, but you know all the little things that they do that that bug you and it's like that's fine that doesn't mean that you love your friend less that doesn't mean that you like them less that doesn't mean that you respect them less yeah it's just a part of being in the presence of another human being yeah yeah nobody the thing is nobody's perfect Mm. nobody is perfect and maybe that's why we were saying before like living with someone you have to look for other qualities more than them just being your friend because they are going to have qual- other qualities rather than them be just like, oh, somebody that you chill with that will play into your dynamics once you start living with them because you start to see other parts of their mm. personality that maybe you wouldn't see just on a night out or when you meet up or when you speak on the phone and stuff. So, yeah. No, I love it. I love friendships. I'm, I'm so happy that there is such a thing as creating your own tribe of people mm. that have similar core values to you this has been a really interesting conversation i've enjoyed it <laughs> we hope you've enjoyed it as well uh, follow us on all social media platforms at r2pence so that's o-u-r the number two p-e-n-c-e my name is vivian and i'm leah and this has been r2pence thank you guys Bye. bye